The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Tomorrow, Gillian Goss. It happens from 6 tomorrow morning. Adam Gilchrist goes one-on-one with Nat 5. 7 o'clock what time tomorrow you morning. Time? Yeah. 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. So looking forward to that. You can join us on the Timbera Bedshed text line. Hags 0487 736 736. Or the Scarborough to you at an open line. 13 12 55. Here's one that's come through. Hi, Pete and Hags. I think we need to touch on Fremantle's minimal injuries this year compared to previous years. Does Frio have a recent change in their fitness and strength coaches? Because a couple of years ago, yeah. they were having some serious issues well, pre-season. Well, Jason Webber was right under the pump, because he, and he lasted too long. Jason Webber was the previous fitness and conditioning coach, and he had a rugby background, and uh, he acted under a program run or set by Ross Lyon that wanted them strong in the thighs, you know, to hold their balance. Lyon was more about just strength around the contest mm. as opposed to pace and surge. And Fremantle, so they made the change. Jason Weber had to go because there was the, the just the week after week, there was uh, soft tissue injuries, weren't they? But the biggest problem with Fremantle, I reckon through 218, 219, Lyon's last couple of seasons. The ground? Were, well, it was, it, was, it was a contributing factor. But it was more that they were having heavy injury problems over the summer. So players, you know, you, you'd go to watch training at, at Coburn in, t- in the summer of 2018, 19, 2019, 20, and, or 18, 17, 18, 18, 19, Lions last two summers. You'd go and there'd be 15 or 18 blokes doing light running and jogging on the outer side of the mm. ground and, and, and only 15 or 18 training and some inside. They just had too many soft tissue injuries and repetition of injuries and the training program was more around a rugby foundation than AFL and certainly not a fast-moving AFL. But Lyon didn't need to move the game fast. His whole game plan was stop, start, hold the ball, wait, move it forward and then congestion – so you needed a rugby-style body. So Jason Weber conformed to that, but then contributed two, two bad summers in a row and the injuries mounted up and come pre- and they couldn't run games out. They couldn't run seasons out. And again, if you hark back to Fremantle's last four seasons under Ross Lyon, the, 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 the few games they were winning after their bye every year, two out of 11 and three and four games in the second half of the season. As a total. So the players couldn't run seasons out either because they had injury problems and they couldn't have the foundation because they didn't train all summer. So the change was made and Phil Merriman was called in. Now, this is his... He's had two full summers now, this right. new guy, and it's a lot more about fast, explosive running. Which we've seen. Quality of running as opposed to quantity, but they do lots of running at shorter distances rather than longer distances, and you're seeing the result now. The other thing, too, is that it was it was player-driven. The summer just gone, Caleb Sarong was a big motivator in saying to the boys all the time, let's get there early, let's do some more. He was a real motivator, not just Andrew Brayshaw, not just Sean Darcy, but Caleb Sarong, and they are fit and healthy. My understanding also, Peter, in a final uh, equation and comparison to the two teams in our town, pick a figure. Let's say Fremantle trained all up for about 30 hours on a week over the summer. West Coast was about 20 mm-hmm. at far less intensity. And that is from science, sports scientists that have sort of compared the two as to why West Coast are now having the repeat injuries their players can't sustain their efforts in games, let alone run games out, and they can't recover in time to play without injury next week. And that's going to be a drawback for West Coast trying to win games for the rest of the season as well. Okay, let's have a look at a couple of the other issues regarding coaches. And we mentioned the second half of the season is going to be telling for certain individuals. Now, 
I've always thought where there's smoke, uh, there is a bit of fire burning beneath the surface. Now, Ken Hinckley was questioned whether he is possibly being entertained to take over from Leon Cameron in a full-time capacity <laughs> next season. Let's have a listen to Ken. And where has this come from all of a sudden? Yeah, I dismiss it. I, I don't take any notice of it because uh, I'm, I'm committed to Port Adelaide and I've got a job to do at Port Adelaide. And those things are pretty simple. But this happens all the time. Speculation just comes from nowhere and... Some, a lot of it, unfounded speculation. I just don't know whether we should be able to have. I should be able to have a reverse press conference sometimes and question some of the people who put some of those things up. So, anybody that's got any credibility, just throw something like that. At. I could say that. No, 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 no. Nothing. So, so that's what I'm saying. You've always said nothing. Some, nothing starts from nothing. Exactly. So there has been whether it's his manager is inquired yep. or whatever. Absolutely. And do you believe if David Matthews or Ben Armafio, so David Matthews yeah. with GWS, or Ben Armafio with North Melbourne. Do you actually believe when they say things publicly, oh, we've, we haven't made any moves yet on any coach, we haven't even discussed mm. it? Do you believe that, do you? No, because no, I don't. Because that's, that's either not true well, or they're not doing their job. But you're saying people inside the AFL system, from the hierarchy to the coaches, the players, a lot of them do tell a lot of white lies. Little white lies, <laughs> massive, massive point blank lies, and they expect you to believe it. Yeah. But with the Ken Hinckley one, he'd be loving that. Absolutely loving that. Because, All of a sudden, he's, start, Port he's Port Adelaide asking price goes up. Not necessarily. He's made it look as though I'm totally... But committed. how does it impact on the players? They're going around tonight against Richmond. They know full well what the AFL industry is like and what happens behind four walls. And what happens... At the shop front window and in the warehouse out the back are 180 degrees opposite. Mm -hmm. Ken Hinckley would have loved that. And Ken Hinckley's manager could easily have put someone up to that. Got a tip for you. Yeah. Ask, ask me about uh, GWS. Oh, why is that? Well, because I've had a meeting with him. Mm. Oh, that's how it works. Okay. The other thing I want to have a chat with you, it's an indictment really on the AFL, isn't and it? it? Just on Hinckley. James Heard, we've said, will coach GWS. Will we'll coach. I, I'm remaining I saw him in the box, of course, last week with Mark yeah, McVeigh. Where's mate. the rest of the coaches? They've all been shuffled <laughs> out. And De Dean Solomon's been called in. James Heard, I think, will coach next year. Mark McVeigh could have a good finish to the season. Nathan Buckley, I'm hearing, is very open to approaches to, to coach again, very keen to coach again. And can I continue to say, don't discount Don Pike mm -hmm. at Sydney. Look how Sydney's midfield goes. So don't dismiss the fact that the next few months, the second half of the season, will be so tellingly Shock important full full for Adam Simpson Especially if and Port lose tonight. I think if Port lose tonight, it becomes – I've written it here, Peter. I think tonight's game for these two sides, Richmond and Port Adelaide, it's an early qualifying final. It's only June. It's round 13. Because I think the course back, especially if it's Port to lose into the top eight, is becoming very shaky. So – It'll grow even stronger if Port lose tonight and then face the next few weeks where they're going to struggle for wins and enough wins to stay in touch. It's Sydney, it's Gold Coast, it's Fremantle, it's GWS, Melbourne, it's Geelong. Port are in big trouble and so is Ken Hinckley. 
if they lose tonight. And I was saying uh, before you came back there, it's a bit of an indictment when the coach comes out and pleads to supporters and members, please come down to the game uh, on <laughs> the weekend against GWS. You know, we don't want to be a situation where it's just friends and relations. I don't think I've ever seen that before. They're expecting maybe even under Oh, 10, Subiaco 000. in 1981 when they were broken yeah. about to get Subiaco. kicked out of the competition. We're talking <laughs> AFL here. And it's interesting with matches against the Eagles and even Melbourne uh, against North Melbourne, they drew less than 15,000. This could be a bad look for the AFL on the weekend if people don't turn out to see the Kangaroos take on the Giants. So, um, Do you give North Melbourne any hope of being at home against nah, GWS? No, nah. not all. And North and Melbourne, can, I mean, they, they are, they're bumbling they, along. They are delusional. But they are doing the best of their ability. Least the, a lot of the players are giving some effort, but they just haven't got any players. Peter, They've got they, no class. Well, they're badly coached. Really badly coached and badly run. The chief executive... The football manager and the coach, that's on their head. Look, North had 81 inside 50s against them last week. 81 against Gold Coast. Mm. You know how many tackles? You know how many tackles North Melbourne made in their forward 50 in the entire game? One. One? You can't tell me that that's a team having a go. So some of the comments this week from Melbourne just as well they are on radio because they appear in print because there's some print reporters around the country just clambering for whatever gets said on radio to then fill their pages the next day and their websites that day. Some of the comments are just delusional that North Melbourne is having a go because they are not. It is a disjointed place. There's players screaming to their managers, get me out of here, even established older players. Same to at Essendon. Essendon could get opened up tomorrow night. Okay. Absolutely belted tomorrow night. We're taking a break. Come back with more in a moment. Plus, we'll get Hags's final thoughts and his tips on uh, this round of AFL action that involves Fremantle, of course, taking on Hawthorne. 2.10 is the start time here at Optus Stadium. It's coming up 16 to 6. We're here for Toolmart, the complete tool centre.